Hi, I'm Scott Thomas, and this is another brand new episode of Learning As I Go. Last week, I was joined by my very own mum, and she clearly inspired so many of you. So thank you for all the support and the messages. She really is an inspiration. This week, I'm joined by the phenomenal James O'Keefe. And last week, I went to a men's retreat. And this retreat blew my mind. It took me well out of my comfort zone. And it was led by James and his team at the Unguarded Warriors. And today he's going to join us to let us know how we sort of got on this journey. And trust me, we go deep as usual. And just so grateful to all of our guests for just being so honest and open with their stories. And today is going to be special. So please get ready to learn another life lesson as we go. This podcast is all about bringing on people who have inspired me and this gentleman has definitely inspired me, especially over the last couple of weeks because I don't know if you guys have seen, but on my socials, I put something out about going to this unguarded warrior retreat and it was out there, 100% it was out there, but I loved every minute. And the guy who was leading it was a gentleman called James O'Keefe, and he joins me today. How are you, James? I'm blown away. I'm so honoured that you asked me on, mate. And uh, yeah, it's definitely out there, but it's kind of what we need, you know? <laughs> 100%. Well, listen, we'll go more into what the, what the retreat is all about. But let's talk firstly about how me and you met. I always sort of remember the first time we met, and it was um, at one of our clients' events, Edwardian Hotels. And James was there and we were sat at the same table and we just got talking, right? It was just something so simple. I said to James, so what are you up to this weekend, mate? And he said, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm going jumping in, in a river. And bear in mind, guys, this is literally years ago, right? This is before was cold water six, therapy was, was like... six years ago, maybe, mate? Yeah, like six years ago at least. Yeah. And and I turned around to his wife, Bev, and I said, what, do you, what does he mean? She went, yeah, he goes and jumps in, in cold yeah. water. And, and, and he kept telling me, he kept going, you feel amazing. And I was absolutely mind-boggled, James. I was like, this guy isn't well, you know, like he can't be well. There's something going on with him. You know what? I, I remember that night. I remember your face. It was like you had a mix. You were laughing, but you had a mix of like, is this guy like insane? And that was exactly your face. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, we've, we've stayed in touch ever since then. But let's talk about your journey, James, and kind of what's led you to this point. I think I was always that kid, you know, I didn't, I didn't, growing up, you know, we, I was apparently always angry, like from the age of whenever. And all I remember at school was fighting, like just from a young age, you know, and then having to stand against the wall in the assembly or not the assembly, the, the lunchtime, my face against the wall because I was a naughty kid. Like the whole lunchtime, standing there, you know. So then it just went on from there, mate. And then, you know, family, pro you know, the school, family problems. And, you know, my mum, dad split up. It's all the usual stuff, you know, single parent, you know, there was three of us, all of that stuff. You know, my brother was four years older than me. He was a bit of a wrong and So I kind of looked up to him, wanted to be that kind of bat, you know. I wanted to be like my brother. You know, I was a football hooligan at 14. <laughs> it was like... Wow. Yeah, you know, going, running around, you know, like England in, with my brother and his mates who were like 18, 19, doing crazy stuff, you know, going to like seeing stuff that no 14 year old should see, you know, 
but loving it, wanting to be that, you know, wanting to be that person, you know, my, my ambition at school, genuinely, this was my ambition at school. And you can ask some of my mates, I wanted to be a gangster. Wow. No way. Honestly, mate, that was, that was seriously my ambition. And, you know, I was just that kid, you know, I was always fighting at school, always in trouble. You know, I, I left school with nothing, no, no education really. Then got kicked out of 15 and a half. My dad died at 16, alcoholic, drank himself to death. And then it was just spiraled from there, mate. You know, drink, drugs, drug dealing, just madness, you know, like mad, mad times, you know. And then at 24, I blagged my way to get a job. So Sky TV, which you well know about. Sorry, Sky TV, by the way, I made up the, my CV completely. Wow. <laughs> mate, I lied. I basically said... Uh, so it was it was to be in the prop department. You know at Sky TV they do they build all the scenery, all of that, and you like Soccer AM, them shows. So my friend had a job there and they were looking for people and I went there, did a week's trial, gave this false CV, basically told them I'd worked at Norwich Theatre Royal, which I hadn't. I just completely made it up, told them I'd got all this education, whatever. Did this week's trial. They then told me, Oh, we haven't got a job here. I was gutted. And then two months later, they called me and I, I lived in Norwich. I left Norwich, moved to London, which I, where I used to live. So this is something I always add in. I was £7,000 in drug debt to some drug dealers who wanted to do some damage to me. I had a bin bag full of clothes and that was it. And then that was, that was 1999, just before the millennium. What happened at 24? Was that a bit of a turning block for you or, or did it get sort of even worse? Yeah, it did get worse, but it, it <laughs> but it always has to, you know, it always, it always gets worse before it gets better. We all have to realize that we really do. But, um, that was a turning point because I got this job at Sky TV, uh, and then I started going to the gym. I'd never exercised before then I was 20, 25 years old and I'd never eaten a vegetable or exercised. So yeah, so 25, I started exercising, couldn't even run like one kilometer. I drank, I did drugs. Yeah, I was a mess. So then it was just a slow progression from there. And then uh, late 20s, I got into boxing. I joined a local boxing gym in Hanwell. And then at 32 or 31, I met Bev. I met my wife. Uh, I was a, I'd, I'd left Sky TV by then. I became a gaffer, a lighting, doing lighting for pop videos and commercials. And I met Beverly. So that was a bit of a turning point in your life as well. But so let's talk about it then, James. So all your life, you've been really aggressive. You've wanted to obviously be a man's man and you've had a perception of what a man's man is, right? Because this is something that we talk about a lot, about being macho and being sort of aggressive and masculine and sort of almost feeling quite competitive as well. And like, there's not enough to go around. And I think that's a lot of the attitudes that we, we do have as men. Like, it's kind of like you're out for yourself, like dog eat dog that obviously sort of went with you through a lot of your childhood up into like your early 20s and stuff. But then now you, you couldn't be further from that, right? Because now you're talking to me all the time about this abundance mindset and, and basically saying that you are enough. Like as men, we don't need to constantly be striving for more all the time. We are enough as we are. And yes, it's great to have goals and aspirations and be working on yourself. It's also okay to love yourself and accept yourself for who you are. And that's very much what this retreat was about. What sort of made you start to sort of think about life like this? What sort of was the turning point when you went, you know what? I don't want to be this aggressive, young, angst up guy. What made you sort of change and think, you know what? I want to just be more calm and at peace with myself. 
it didn't change in my twenties. It didn't change in my thirties, really. You know, I, I obviously I started. You know, I was then a, then in my thirties a professional MMA fighter, which is full of ego, full of insecurity, full of like bravado, full of all of that. So then coming out of that, then going through a period in my life that I thought I was over with, that then even darker times came in my forties. To be honest with you. The stuff that's happened in my late thirties and forties have blown anything else out before, you know, but having gone through that and realizing the mindset you talk about, Scott, for me is going from scarcity to abundant mindset. And that is what I'm really, really trying to focus on in my life and, and help men. Cause it's funny when, when I filled out the, uh, the form for this, your podcast today, it was like, what's your job title? And I was like. I don't, I, I got no idea. So I sat there for 15 minutes trying to think of like, what, like, what is my job title? And I'm like, I don't like labels and, and all of that. I'm just, I'm over it all. Like, so I just want to surrender to, to whatever it is, just let go, you know, let go of everything and just find peace in just being, you know what I mean? Like what you say, you know, we're always striving. We're always angsty. We're always holding on and keeping and, and amassing and whether it's money or power or watches, cars, we're all always holding on to stuff and none of it's ours, like none of it, none of it's real. None of it's ours. We're just, that is fleeting. So the more we hold on, the more stressed we get, the more angst we get, the more like we want to control. And we men particularly, we do it with women. We do it with situations we're in and it's all from insecurity. It's all from not feeling enough, whatever that is, if you really look at yourself, you can, you can really look at it and go, this is because I don't feel enough in some way. And I never did. I, st I still don't in a lot of ways, but I never felt enough, mate, from any time I can remember in my whole life. I've never felt good enough. And it's that feeling of always feeling like you need to prove yourself. And, and I think this is something that you talk about is kind of innate within a lot of men as well. And not just men, but women as well. Yeah. And you really are sort of dedicating your life journey now to help inspire men to realize that they are enough and give them the tools to do that. Obviously, that must have come about from you. Like, same with me, like, through working on myself and what I learn, I get to pass on to other people. So, obviously, you were doing cold water therapy many years ago, and we'll talk about the retreat in a minute, but stuff like walking around barefooted in the garden, making sure you're grounding your feet, breath work, journaling, these are yeah. all things that you must have done first for yourself, and now you're passing on to other people. How did that sort of come into your life? Because, it, for me... It started with like a kind of a dark moment where I kind of lost everything with my business and everything else. But how did that start in your life? What was the darkest moment where you went, you know what, I need to work on myself now? There's there's not been one major turning point. There's been many, you know. I um the thing is I talk about this on like a on a personal level, but I haven't talked about a lot of this. So I'm I'm this is like full on, you know, and but I'm all about being open and letting things go. So a couple of things happened to me. I, I lost everything I had. So not, not that long ago, I'd worked really, really hard, saved up, you know, I've got a decent bit of money and I, and I messed up. I, I didn't do due diligence on a, on a, on a, a business venture and I lost it all. That hurt. It hurt bad. And I mean, like to the point where I wanted to kill myself. And just that feeling of like, of worthlessness and of embarrassment, the shame that I went through of that. And, and you know, 
it, it still tweaks a bit, you know, you still feel that, or I do, I still feel that. I think there's a lot of that with men. We feel that shame. We always want to be seen in control and like we're doing great and we're doing this. And and that hurt me a lot, you know, but I, I kind of was getting myself back from that. And then I took another hit, but with some money stuff as well. But at the same time around that, I also, um, and, and this is really, really hard to talk about, but I had, um, I was contacted by some random gangster people. Like, I don't even know still. I do know who, who they were, but um, they tried to extort money from me with death threats, with phone calls, with sending people around. They sent guys around with guns outside my house, pulling guns on me. So, yeah, and that went on for, for quite a while. We had loads of random shit happen, you know, like really bad shit. And... And it made me recoil into a really, like, be a really, really aggressive inward person again. Just be really, go back to the person I thought I was, but even worse, you know, like the person I was. I just, I hate, I, like, I didn't want to be around anyone. I was like, you know, I was constantly looking over my shoulder and I was walking around with, a, you know, someone to protect myself. These were dark times, mate. And, and I, but... Why I'm leading on to this because that one moment that I was walking down the road with this thing that I had on me to, that, that I was thinking I could protect myself with. And all of a sudden I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, and I just had to give everything over. And this is, this is something that I talk about a lot is I had to just surrender everything, everything, my whole Everything I'd ever thought, everything I'd ever done, everything I'd ever be, I had to surrender it all and just go, do I want to be this person? Do I want to live my life in this angst, this aggression, this anger, this, this scarcity mindset? Do I want them to win or do I want to release myself from it all and find a way to free myself from this prison? And that, the last four years, five years, big time is what I've really got. But it's been the last 20, but the last five or four has been switching my mindset from that scarcity to that abundant mindset. And that has been the, the one thing that has freed me from the prison that I was in my own head more than anything. And that's through the, the, the techniques and the things, the learnings. I've been on countless men's retreats. I've been on, done loads of like thousands of hours of research of nutrition, health, mindset, mental health. You know, mate, I've read so many books. I've, I've tried all these different things, cold water, you know, meditation, yoga, everything, everything you can imagine, I've tried it. <laughs> yeah, so, can, you know. I can imagine because I've sat with you multiple times and the knowledge you've got is just incredible, especially about your nutrition and all these different techniques and everything else. But it sounds like to me, James, that you kind of, you followed down this path that you thought was going to be, I don't know, the path that you always thought you were meant meant for, this gangster sort of path. And then you, you start, sort of realised halfway through that, wait a second, this isn't me. I, I'm a good person. And and that shines through from you, James. Every time I meet you, you've got a good heart. Your heart's amazing. And, Thank you, and Do you know what? That moment of realisation must have stopped you in your tracks. I can imagine it because where you just go, you know what? This isn't for me. And, and I kind of felt that a lot of the years when I was partying and, and being a Scottish special, I was like, I was waking up feeling unfulfilled, going, wait, I don't feel content. This isn't me. And and even now I've just been away for the weekend and I was surrounded by all my mates and, and it was a great experience, but I still felt like 
I wasn't being me. And, and it's a credit to you, James, that you took that sort of moment to go, you know what, right, I need to get back to figuring out who I am and what I'm about and stripping everything back. And I think that's what a lot of men need to do when they're trying to sort of go on a journey. It's kind of like not get too wrapped up in what everyone else thinks they are or what they're meant to be. Just have the courage to go, you know what, I'm going to strip everything back and focus on actually finding out who I am. And that's something that I'm doing all the time. Me and me and you are doing it both together. I think self-development is a lot about trying to figure out who you are again. So let, let, let's talk about it, James. So you've, you've been on this journey now and you've obviously acquired all these different sort of skills and, and knowledge over the years. And now you are bundling that up into this unguarded warrior retreat. I'm going to talk about it from my experience because I, I, I'm obviously, I was one of your guests for the retreat. So as soon as we arrived, I got there and James, yeah, did, James is I'm already laughing, walking out. I'm laughing already because I'm like, because you're like, you didn't know what you were letting yourself in for, but it's like. Yeah, honestly, like I didn't know what I was letting myself in for. I knew it was going to be a different experience, but this was out there. So for the moment we arrived, we get there, we're put into this sort of this environment with a load of random guys. I fortunately brought a couple of my coaches with me from Food Thoughts because it kind of gave me that little bit of, a little bit probably of security that yeah. maybe I, I probably didn't need, but no. I felt like I wanted at the time. Yeah. And then we, we met all these guys and don't be wrong, everyone was amazing from the offset, but we were put into, into some environments that were really out of my comfort zone. So straight away when we got there, you basically united us and said, right, guys, there's a massive trailer in the middle of the field. I want you to basically help me move it back to the other side of the field and work as a team. So straight away, you put us into that, that team environment. Next thing, you, you take us over to this pile of logs and you go, guys, look at these logs, right? <laughs> guys, I want you to look at these logs like it's your baggage, the baggage that you're carrying around, your personal baggage. And I want you to pick one based on the size of your baggage. And a lot of us picked quite big ones. I, mine wasn't that big because I felt like I was in a bit of a good place. But some of the guys who were there were obviously dealing with a lot. And he picked up these massive logs. And then James goes, right, guys, you are going to be carrying those logs everywhere you go for the next two days. And I was like, what? Yep, yep. To the toilet, to the bed, everything. So we had these massive logs and we're walking around with them. And not only that, we had to walk around barefooted a lot of the time. Then we got put into a room where we have to stare at each other for, for a, a strong minute at a time, right in each other's faces. These random guys that we've never met, I felt so uncomfortable, yet I felt so empowered as well because I was well out of my comfort zone. And then we did all these different breathing techniques. But let's just talk about this bit so far, James. Like, what's going on there? Like, as soon as we arrive at this retreat, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to get from us as men? So, first of all, I just want to go back to what you were saying about I've amassed a lot of different tools and ideas and things like that. But also what I realize is that I, my age at 46 years old, I know nothing. And when I've let that go, when I've, when I've stopped to trying to like understand everything, I even understand who I am. I don't even, I don't even care anymore. I don't care. Like I don't, I'm not trying to find out who I am anymore because I don't care. I'm just me. I'm just this being. And that, and that's what I'm trying to be is just, is just be. So when I, when I set up the unguided warrior, I was like, look, I want it to be methods, processes, and you know, all of that stuff, that good stuff that I, that helps me, but also that the overarching kind of like central message is that it all comes back to us. And so everything's, you know, leaning towards coming out of that scarcity mindset, going into the abundant mindset, but we ultimately even with the methods, the process and all of that, it still comes back to us. 
we need to be, we need to feel enough so we can get up in the morning and not go through a three hour, you know, routine of like whatever to then feel okay for the day. Do you know what I mean? We need to be able to, you know, we, we could be able to get up and just go, you know what? I'm going to fire on all cylinders today. I'm going to treat people right. I'm going to be nice to people. I'm going to do this. I'm going to help people because I can, even if I had four hours sleep, even if I had a shit night, even if whatever, that is what I kind of, you know, wanted the whole process to be. So the thought process behind getting you guys there, particularly you boys from a five hour drive and then making you do something that maybe you didn't want to do and then seeing how you all reacted to it. That's what my mindset was, was like, well, how are they going to be? Because they're paying to be there. And if they've got to do some work straight away, are they going to go off? You know, hold on a minute. We're paying to be here and we're like, or are they going to go? Yeah, let's get together. So I'm checking people's mindset right from the start, not with judgment, just to see where people are. You know, because then you can usually tell because me probably eight years ago, I'd have turned up and gone, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what are you on about? I'm not doing this, you know, like, especially after a stressful drive or what, you know. So it's it's that it's like that. What mindset are people in? And then I can look at how we can tailor certain things for each person, you know, and how how I talk to them and how like how we go. Well, what can you help need help with this weekend? And that was that was the thought process, mate, on that. So basically, you're you're taking people out of their comfort zones to start to see and understand how they're feeling and how they're going to react to certain situations, which then helps you with your work later on throughout the weekend, right? Exactly. Ah, okay. Exactly. I get it. I get it. And we'll put it this way, you definitely took us out of our comfort zone. The next activity that we did on the same night, this form of breath work, right, where we basically put into work. it, what's it called, sorry? Cathartic breath work, so, or, or emotional release breath work. So we got put into a room, all lay on the floor, and then basically taught to sort of breathe quite heavily. It almost feels like a panic state. Are you trying to get us to sort of a panic state? Is that right? Well, so what you're doing is you're eliciting a, a, a response from your immune system, your hormonal system, everything, your uh, sympathetic nervous system. So you're eliciting a response to get some emotional angst out of you. That's what you're doing. We do it slightly different. Kev, our breath coach, who you've had on Breath Revolution, we do it slightly different, like a Wim Hof emotional style breathing will be <gasps> through the mouth. We try and do it through the nose because you're still then in your parasympathetic nervous system a bit. But the release you get, yeah, is um, it, it, went, it goes on quite long, doesn't it, mate? Yeah. So we did it for about, was it about half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe a bit longer? About 45 minutes, yeah. 45 minutes and we're doing this breathing technique and I'm, and listen, after a while, I, first of all, I found it a bit of a chore because you're breathing so heavily, but after yeah. a while, you kind of go into a little bit of a trance. It's like you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping. Yeah. But then some of the people next to me were literally screaming, these grown men screaming at the top of the voice going, ah, ah, you could feel the emotion being released from them. And then there was another guy who was in full on tears and I was like, oh my God, this actually is working. This was a massive release for them. And I couldn't believe how well it was working. And, and I felt emotional for them and f emotional for what was in the room. And clearly this breath work was, was working. You know is that what? something that you've done personally yourself, James? Yeah, I've done a lot of it. And, and so just like you, I've gone to these other like retreats or whatever I've done. And I've done these sessions. I've done this work. And, and sometimes I've been like, well, it's not done anything for me. You know, it's like, I'm okay and, you know, whatever. But then like, I remember doing one session with, um, in, in this breathing, I, I went into this state 
it was like I was shedding, it was, I was a snake and I was shedding my skin. I was literally writhing all over the, I was just going mental, just writhing around like, and that's how it felt to me. Afterwards, I just felt like, Jesus, I've, I just feel like this amazingly, you know, huge process of everything just gone. And that is like, you'll like, next time you do it, mate, you'll, you'll have a different experience. You might go deeper. You know, we've, I've had people come on the retreats and do different, and each time it's different for them. So you, it's about the more you do it, the more you tap into something, you know, and it's about yeah. letting go again. You probably weren't quite ready to let go, mate, you know? So mm. next time you'll be a little bit more aware. You'll be a little bit more like, oh, uh, you know, I can, I'm, I can relax more. And then once you relax more, mate, that release will just, you never know, mate, it might be you crying your eyes out. You know, you just, you don't know where you're <laughs> going to go with it. It's mad. Yeah, to, to be honest, mate, there's part of me that wants to cry my eyes out because I want to release whatever is sort you of will. within me because sometimes I do feel like I'm sort of pent up and got something there that I need to release. But for anyone listening, like, it sounds really kind of out there and I was very much the same. And But at the same time, it clearly works and to see the impact it has on people is amazing. So for anyone who's kind of thinking a little bit, feeling a little bit apprehensive going, oh, this sounds a bit too far out there for me. Like, be open-minded, like, give this stuff a go because honestly, it does really work. And then obviously the weekend rolled into a lot of other stuff like cold water therapy, where we all went into this sort of hot tub full of ice water, literally ice cubes. And we all went in there as four grown men holding hands. And we went into this, this cold tub, basically. And it was just amazing to see, first of all, how we all stuck together and got each other through it and went through it together. But then also just the experience of growth and empowerment from overcoming something I, I hate the cold I do I don't like the cold but to go through that after I did it I just felt alive I felt amazing and I really can see the correlation between that and mental health yeah and everything that we did that trip like at the end of each day we sat around right and this is funny because I talk quite openly and honestly about my feelings all the time to have people like coach Dimitri and young coach Jacob and Dan who I know don't really talk about their feelings at the end of each night we'd sit around in a circle and we share what we've how we're feeling our emotions what's troubling us and some of these guys opened up about some dark stuff really like dark stuff that they're struggling with it was just so brave and, and courageous for these guys to talk like this everything you did at that treat was giving people the confidence the tools they needed to become stronger and believe in themselves Thank i just you, think man. it's really powerful and i think a lot of time as men we don't spend enough time together working together raising each other up we're always yeah. in quite kind of in in competition with each other yeah. is that really what you're trying to do um james bring men together yeah so that and that that is my goal you know i i was i was not i was the worst kind of bloke when i was young you know i, I was i cheated on women i i slept with as many women as i can i drunk i did drugs i fought i i was horrible to other blokes i was like always banner always like horrible banner you know like really putting people down because i thought it was banner but it was only my own insecurity you know and and i don't want to be that person anymore and i'm not that person anymore you know i still like to have a laugh and we can have a joke and stuff but there's a way to still make you know your brothers your sisters whoever it is feel good about themselves you know you can still joke but not always you know i grew up with a role model who was a name caller and this and that. So I, that was where I went to, you know, but we can change any, all of us can get out of that. Whatever past we had, we can change from it. But yes, the, the, the whole getting men together in that environment that you feel safe, you know, like we, like 
you were out of your comfort zone, but you felt safe, right? Yeah, I did. And I really that, did. And I, felt like did. I, could, I felt like I could just, I felt like I could just be me, not have to put on kind of like a facade or anything like that. We were all there for the same reason, just to be ourselves, let go, and just be comfortable. And it was such a like safe place for me, hundred percent. That's what I want to have around me personally all the time. Whereas before, my energy was like. I was angry, I was aggressive because I was scared, because I was insecure, you know? I didn't want people to see the real me. I didn't want people to like know that I was insecure about my body or my this or my that or, you know, whatever it was like. But now I'm like, I just let that, as I said, that surrendering, that letting go is what I'm trying to put out into the world. I think a lot of the stuff that you're trying to do as well with your work is just, like you said, you talked about letting go and just letting people be happy with themselves. Yeah. And that's what the whole retreat was about. And it sounds, again, like some men might be uncomfortable with this. And listen, it made me uncomfortable at times, but I loved it because all, all these people are trying to do is raise other people up, raise yes. other men up, yes. tell them that they are loved, tell them that they, that, yes. that they are enough. And it's just something powerful about it because we never do that. Like you said, men, we just bantering each other all the time, knocking each other down. And, yeah. and it might be a bit, a bit of a laugh and we all love a bit of banter. But like there was one exercise at the end of the, of the retreat where, and this was really uncomfortable for me, but I really loved it, was when you went, right, you've got to go and whisper into oh, um, yeah. each person's ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah each person's ears something positive about them and yeah. something nice to end the retreat yeah and i felt so comfortable whispering to another guy's ear telling yeah. him something that i liked about him but at the same time is it was it was such a special moment that brought us all even further together and there was something really powerful about us raising each other up and looking after each other and i literally i, I left that retreat feeling all of us did all four of us did we felt just so at ease and so at peace and almost like we didn't want to go back to the real world because it was kind of like you said, a safe place just to be kind, just to be nice. And you go back into the real world and it feels like sometimes like it's dog eat dog. And, right. Oh, but right. you know what? We can, we can, so the more you do those kind of things, like that's why I'm at a place where I am now because where I can, I, everywhere I go, it's like I'm on the retreat. I've got that mindset now of like, of abundance. Yeah, I don't like, I'm I, so, still sometimes I get things wrong, you know. I, sometimes I might get a bit grumpy or a bit this, it's so rare now, you know. It's so rare that, that I'm, that someone comes in a room and I'm judging them, you know, like, and I'm feeling they're not very nice or whatever. I'm, I'm not that guy anymore. You can take that abundance with you everywhere. You just have to learn some of the processes. You have to let go and then you have to go and do some work. You know, you, you have to, you have to reset every day as well as a human being. And what I said to you as well, and all the other guys, men particularly, we have to reset every day. We can't carry on with the same energy from the day before. We can't do it. It doesn't work. Whether that's good or bad, you have to reset. Do your little grateful, whatever it is you do, I do it. And, and it's, you know, that's a, the, another step as well. You know, journaling, whatever that is. We have to reset. If you continue to go on, you will continue to keep adding them bad things that you're doing. They will keep to grow. You won't be able to cut them back. You know what I mean? So you have to reset every day. And that's a big part of, you know, what we, with the calm before the chaos, you know, the morning routine, that's there for a reason, particularly, mate, in the winter. So what you just talked about, hating the cold and hating the winter, like I used to hate the winter absolutely hate it like getting up early in the dark 
then one day I was like, well, why am I doing that? Let me, let me just, let me try something new. Let me get up in the dark. Let me sit here, do a bit of meditation, which for me is four seconds in breathing, six seconds out. That's it. And I sit there for as long as I can until my mind, you know, goes off in wherever. And then I sat there in the dark, did a bit of movement, a bit of exercise. Then I'm out with a dog. It's changed my whole view on winter and mornings. Now I get up earlier in the winter than I do in the summer because it's everything is mindset. Everything is just is that doesn't matter what you thought before. Doesn't matter who you were before, who you were told you were before. None of it matters. Let it go. Believe that you are the person that you think you are and go with that. Let everything else go. Doesn't matter. Even if you did it five minutes ago, like this is another mad thing that I always say, Scott, even everything I've just said, I don't even know if it's even real or true or I believe it. I'm trying to disprove everything that I say and do to see if there's a better way or a, or a more open or vulnerable or loving, kind way I can live. That is what I'm trying to get out into the world that, there are no rules. We don't have to, you know, it's not obviously the rules of the, the law and all that, but to live a certain way, there's no rules that we have to live this certain way just because we were told or programmed that way. Oh, that's such a powerful way to look at things. And I feel like I'm going through this right now in my own life where I'm trying to sort of work on myself and I'm almost trying to go down a bit of a different path, but I feel like I'm always sort of getting dragged back to what I know and what yeah. I feel like I'm meant to be. Yeah. And me and you talked about this yesterday and I feel like I am putting myself out there now and onto this platform and, 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 and I'm trying to, and I'm talking about stuff that might make certain people feel uncomfortable and like, good. <laughs> but I'm, but yeah, good. yeah, but I'm trying to be brave. I'm trying to be brave and trying to be courageous. And, amazing, I think that's, mate. and I think that's what you really encourage at this retreat and with your work is about pulling people out of their comfort zones so that they realize that nothing's set in stone, no sort of beliefs are set in stone and your sort of capabilities are limitless as well, like in terms of what you can achieve and what you can do with the right mindset. And I think a lot of us feel like we are trapped in our lives, in our careers, in our family lives yeah. and everything and that we can't let go. And, and, and it's just triggering me now more than ever that what you're trying to say is just let it all go. Like you are you day to day and you don't have to be defined by your past or your situation for me when something bothers me i hold on to it for so long and i'm so tired and sick of holding on to it i just need to breathe this is it and just let it go and mate you talk about where did you ask me where what was the point you know what was the thing it was i was so tired scott i was so tired mentally physically emotionally spiritually so tired so worn out with holding on, with feeling angst, with feeling shit about myself, other people, this, that, whatever it was. So what are the choices? You tell me, what are the choices? When you are at the lowest point, what do you do? There's two things, you either, you either end it or you, you switch up. There is no other things. All you carry on as you are, and you might, but that's you living, you might as well die, that is, you might as well be gone. Because if you're living with that scarcity, angry, horrible like you know where all that stuff is going on in your head and your body and everything what's the point of living like when this isn't that's not what life's about life isn't about that holding on to stuff and amassing things and like life's about being free open loving kind vulnerable helping people giving back you know lifting other people up it that is that is what it's all about and and the funny thing is like even though i'm 
concentrating on men, it's like I'm not concentrating on men. I don't even like labels, you know what I mean? I don't want to label that I'm a men's whatever because I don't even know, you know, I just want it to be everyone. Yes, I'm doing men's retreats because I feel like, you know, we need a lot of help and then we can then help, you know, the wider world, you know, um, particularly women. Um, yeah, I feel like, to be honest, James, there's a lot more work being done in the sort of female space than there is in the men's space on this. Yeah. And um, I think hence why men's suicide is, is, is so high. And I think so I get exactly I get exactly why you're trying to do what you're trying to do. And, and it doesn't mean that the work you, that you do isn't sort of relevant to women as well. But I think there's just a lot more sort of communities and platforms already out there that exist. Whereas this, yeah. I feel like is such important work for men. And I think you're doing an incredible job. And I think for anyone listening to this, who's just feeling frustrated with all this sort of negative emotion and feeling that they're holding on to and feels like they don't really know how to let it go or release it, then please come and see James. Please come and um, attend one of his retreats or I'm guessing just even reach out to James on the Unguarded Warrior Instagram. Oh, and he will... or the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. It's um, even if you're crushing it in life, you know, crushing it. I'm financially successful. Our women like me are, you know, I'm out, I'm out partying. I'm, you know, having fun. Go and sit at home, turn your phone off for an hour on your bed and sit there on your own and think about really what is going on. What really is going on in there? Why are you doing the things you're doing? What is really going on? Sit with yourself, ask yourself the uncomfortable questions what am I doing and why am I doing it? Ask them questions every single day. What is life about? Ask it over and over and over again to yourself. Look at yourself honestly in the mirror, whatever it needs to be, doesn't matter how, what you're doing in life. And then, then you'll work out where, where you are. Because I guarantee that most people will go, Maybe I'm not, there's something going on here. I'm not quite happy. There's something missing. And, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, what I'm doing or what I'm spouting is the answer. But if you can follow a few guidelines, like take ownership, ego at the door, be present, do good, get outside, be honest and let go. If you can do them eight things in life and you can really, really focus on them. Even one of them at a time, you know, take ownership, you know, we've only got ownership for this, then then you're going to be on a good path. But keep asking yourself the question, what I'm doing at the moment, is it serving me? Is the juice worth the squeeze? That is what Ooh. I will ask everyone. I like that. I like that a lot, James. And I think that's self-awareness is key. Self-awareness and knowing yourself and understanding yourself. A lot of the time we are just sort of trapped in this cycle of life or the rat race or whatever it is and we feel like we're doing what we're meant to be doing whereas if we actually take a step back and go you know what am i actually happy does this make me feel fulfilled and am i going to get that that sense of enlightenment that we all really want right and i'm not saying that in a in necessarily in a spiritual way but just in a way of feeling feeling fulfilled on a day-to-day -day basis and i think that's what we all want right and, yeah. and you've definitely sort of found something special in your work because that retreat, everything about it was amazing. I've Thank left you. there with such a new perspective and it's made me realize a lot more about what actually I want to be known for and what I want to, and how I want to live my life as well. So I can't thank yes. you enough, James. And <laughs> I right. can't wait to help you as well. I want to get more involved with everything you're doing. Thank you, buddy. I'm really, I'm honestly so grateful, mate, you had me on and, you know, to see, and over the last five, six years, mate, to see your your growth and your journey and to, to be a tiny little 
like little part of that is is an unbelievable honor mate and i'm as i said i'm here for you and you know whenever you want and you know part of the what i'm i want to be doing going forward is like a, a kind of an accountability partner for people you know just to guide people on that path you know and just be there if people need a little hand so you know that is what i'll always be there for you mate you know whenever you need me so i appreciate you so much as well you certainly are, mate. You certainly are. I even gave you a little sort of call yesterday when I had some stuff on my mind. And I think it's important that we, we support each other as men as well and, and raise each other up. And that's exactly what you're doing. So big shout out to you, mate, James. Big shout out to the rest of the Unguarded Warrior team. Thank you so much. Oh, James, what an absolute legend. And I cannot thank him enough, not only for the retreat, but for the, the message that he's spreading because I feel like it's going to help so many men and women out there because this work is relevant to everybody so hopefully you enjoyed that episode for anyone who might be feeling a little bit emotional after that episode we always leave some support in the episode notes if you need it so please have a little look there thank you to everyone who keeps supporting the podcast following it liking it leaving reviews it really does make a massive difference so thank you so much and if you want to drop me a message on instagram at scott.thomas i will come back to you I will be back next week with another brand new episode. So please stay tuned and I will see you next week.